Jeff's, Jeff's Wonderland. And welcome to the Wonderland, everyone, for yet another precarious plunge into my mental meanderings. I'm Jeff Healy. I am a musician, singer-songwriter, comedian, coffee addict, and vinyl record aficionado. And if you're new to the show, Jeff Healy's Wonderland is made up of original thoughts, theories, ideas, and songs, all presented in a very attractive arrangement for your amusement and consideration. And we'll leave you in no doubt that you are absolutely not the only person on the planet whose head is secretly full of bizarre contemplations. I've actually had a bit of feedback in the last few weeks from folks who have admitted that they too have entertained similar thoughts to what I've presented here on The Wonderland. So it's nice to know, for me, that I'm not the only person who comes up with this rubbish. Anyway, on with the show, off with the kid gloves and on with our very first segment, which our regular listeners will be expecting. Yes, and they are absolutely right to do so. Because now, without prejudice, let or hindrance, I present to you today's potentially award-winning episode of Theory Time. Yo, you can't know what you can't know. I'm going to tell you what I think I know. And I know what I know. This is what I know. Theory Time. And welcome back to Theory Time. Now, most of us are familiar with the existence of what I would like to call numbered problems. For example third world problems, first world problems, and the fifth wheel problem when it comes to social dynamics and, you know, one person feeling like the odd man out. There is, of course, another problem which eclipses all of those in one fell swoop. Yes, I'm talking about the fourth wheel problem, namely that one dicky wheel on the majority of the world's shopping carts. Having given this a lot of thought, I've come to the inescapable conclusion that so many shopping trolleys have one bad wheel, making them either embarrassingly noisy or impossible to push in a straight line, or both, that this can't possibly be accidental. Like so many things in life, there are very good reasons for the existence of this phenomenon, and it has nothing to do with physics, substandard manufacturing, or anything other than paranormal activity. For centuries, people have believed that there are forces of nature beyond our ken, as it were. Haunted houses, possessions, all manner of strange, spooky things that do exist, but are easy to dismiss because their existence is outside the parameters of science. And so these restless spirits of the weekly specials, these pay-less poltergeists, these grab-and-go grocery ghosts are hard at work in the only way that they know how, using whatever otherworldly power they have to possess a single shopping trolley wheel in an effort to annoy living customers with a view to driving them away from a particular retailer and thereby exacting revenge for injustices suffered at the hands of that retailer in a past life. For example, having been overcharged, having been sold bad fruit or vegetables, or simply having been on the receiving end of terrible customer service. Now, I think it goes without saying that major supermarket chains would by now be secretly aware of this. And the word on the street is that increasingly these faulty shopping trolleys are being sent to repair workshops which specialise in the little-known area of mechanical exorcism. 
Now, I do realise that all of this sounds pretty dark, but surprisingly, it turns out that the annoying possessed wheel on a shopping trolley is not all bad news. As we sometimes like to point out here on The Wonderland, this indicates the existence of a new potential career path for members of the clergy who want to become repairmen, and conversely, repairmen who wish to become ordained into the church, whilst still being able to indulge their fix-it tendencies in a professional capacity at the same time. Also, the next time you've got a bad wheel for the umpteenth time on a shopping cart whilst shopping at your favourite regular store, look at it differently. And in fact, look at it in the same way that you would view negative customer reviews on Amazon. And take comfort in the knowledge, folks, that it's a sign from the other side to do your grocery shopping somewhere else. This is what I know. Theory time. And yes, that was theory time. And with all the spooky stuff safely behind us, it's now time for Song of the Day. Now, today's Song of the Day comes from my second last album, Canvas of My Memory. And the song is called She's Here Again. The song was written about my experiences in Norway, playing in a piano bar in the town of Trondheim. The piano bar is sadly no longer there, but back in the day, it was party central. And of course, whenever you've got lots and lots of people coming into a nightclub or a live music bar, you're going to get a few weirdos, right? You're going to get a few wild cards. And even the best security on earth can't stop them all. And that's basically what this next song is about. It's about a, uh, it's not actually about a real person that I can think of, but there would have been several people like this. You know, people who come in who are just nuts or drunk or both. And you see them walk in the door and you go, oh God, she's here again. And so I wrote this song about that phenomenon. So without further ado, here it is. She's here again. Real strange things in my time, but I never saw no one like you. I will freely admit that this song has very much of a 70s vibe about it. Um, and I really wanted that Davy Johnson slide guitar sound. Davy Johnson, for those of you who don't know, is Elton John's uh, guitarist of many years. And uh, I think I got it. So I think the theme of the song is pretty amusing. And it, for me, it, it brings back a lot of memories as to what uh, that bar, it used to be called Frucken, was really like. And just my impressions of just the vibe in the place at the time when you were playing it was just nuts. It was great fun, but it was crazy. Anyway, folks, that's a little bit of my history there in a song. Now, if you want to check out the rest of that song, please go onto one of your streaming services and look for me and you'll find a whole lot of albums there of mine. Uh, I think it's six or seven of them, actually. And um, enjoy. Now, do you ever have those mornings when you wake up and get out of bed and you think, what's the point? 
It's a very depressing thought, of course, but at the same time, at a certain level, it's a very reasonable question. And it's one we're now going to explore further in today's episode of Jeff's Thought of the Day. And welcome to Thought of the Day. Now, experience has taught me that there is an excellent chance that by the end of any particular day, I will have done the wrong thing, said the wrong thing, not done enough of one thing, and too much of another thing. And the reality is that all of these situations could have been avoided had I simply pretended to be unwell or something and just stayed in bed. Bed is a safe place to be because if you're not doing anything, you can't be doing anything wrong, can you? The problem with staying in bed, if you're not unwell or dying, of course, is that it's incredibly boring. And if you're anything like me, staying in bed just for the sake of it gets, I don't know, somehow uncomfortable after a while. And then you need to get up and take a shower, after which you very probably won't feel like going back to bed. I think we inherit a lot of things from our parents. I'm not talking in terms of actual things in this case, but traits, you know, habits, characteristics. Sometimes, whether we like it or not. And the least useful of these are often much more difficult to shake than they should be. Something I inherited from my dad was a constant obsession with the price of petrol and the importance of finding the absolute lowest price available within a reasonable distance of home at any given time. Look, the joy of saving two euros for a tank of petrol, in his case, and now in my case, cannot be underestimated. And I'm not sure whether this qualifies as one of life's small pleasures or a classic example of obsessive compulsive disorder. The most vexing thing to me though is just how hard it is to stop doing it. It's a little bit like giving up artificial sweetener, which is something I did recently as well. And as you do, I have been scouring the internet for reports of all the wonderful things that will happen to me six weeks after my last taste of non-sugar. Now fortunately, or fortunately, as the case may be, I have been using artificial sweetener in coffee for so long now that using sugar in it tastes disgusting. Now initially, I would have called that a win, but now I'm not so sure. And do I regret all the time I've spent thinking about this? Not at all. You see... Pathetic though we may sometimes feel that it is, this relatively meaningless minutiae, attempting to give up artificial sweetener, staying in bed to kill time, finding cheap petrol, this is the type of thing that life is mostly about. And so the next time someone says to you something like, don't sweat the small stuff, just remind them that you'll do no such thing. Because paying attention to meaningless stuff is really what we are best at. I think, I think Yes, and that most certainly was my very meaningful thought of the day. And if I'm not very much mistaken, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thanks very much for joining me, everyone. Please hit the subscribe or the follow button if you've enjoyed the show. And feel free to drop me a line at jeffswonderland at yahoo.com. And of course, that's Jeff with a G. And I look forward to talking at you all again next Friday when, once more, we'll be disappearing helplessly down the rabbit hole of my wonderland. Gotta get back to Jeff's wonderland. Gotta go.